Taylor Decker after mm-hmm. the uh, first playoff win. Uh, now he's had a little more practice putting it into words. <laughs> so we welcome him on the Mitch Album Show. How you doing, Taylor? I'm good. How are you? Good. For me. Good. Yeah, sure. Um, is it getting more emotional or more businesslike as you get closer and closer to the to the end of the rainbow? Um, I mean, I would definitely say that that first playoff game, um, there's probably a little more um, angst going into that one because it had been so long and that opportunity was finally there. Like the thing that you're just like working for constantly. Um, and then this, this second one, um, which the environment even topped the first one, which was incredible. Um, you know, it felt much more like, all right, let's go out here and, and, and win this game as opposed to, um, getting soaked up in the moment of the first one. Um, but it was just as special nonetheless. And, uh, just super cool to be able to have not one but two playoff games, um, you know. So it was it was it was an awesome time. Yeah, and now a third one with the Super Bowl on the other side. And I know that Dan Campbell keeps talking about we got two games to go with a bye week in between. You know, like yeah. it's just like it's another. You know, here's the his, this is the stretch of the season that we have here. Um, can you treat it like that? You know, it's it's a good philosophy. It's a good effort. But can you as a player just say, yep? We got to win this one, and then we have a bye week, and then we win the last one. Um, I think in a way you kind of have to because, like, ultimately throughout the season, every single game is going to matter for for making it to the playoffs, for seeding, for winning the division, stuff like that. Um, so that's going to be the approach. You know, we're, we're going to approach it with the same level of detail as as we always do, and of course, you know, there's. A lot more hype, a lot more eyes on the game. But as a professional, like if you're treating any game differently, well, then you're not giving your 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 most uh, giving giving the mo- the most you can to each individual game, which you should be doing, right. or else you shouldn't be in the position that you're in. Um, so you know, of course, the stakes are higher, but the stakes are always high, and and we're just gonna go about this, um, going and get the install tomorrow on you know, early downs and stuff like that. And we're just going to move forward. Um, but I mean, I think the one thing that can't be understated is the competition's obviously going to get better and better as you go. And then you have to be on your details because we know these are going to be close games in the yeah. playoffs. How are so you approaching it matter. physically? This is 19 games you play. This will be a 20th game uh, yeah. of National Football League football. You know, that's a lot. And uh, how do you guys approaching it physically for these last couple of games? Well, I think if you're trying to figure out how to get your body ready at this point, it's too late. Uh, yeah. and that's something that's gotta be, I think the Frank Ragnow approach is the, the correct one. Is, I'm sorry I can't practice all week, but yeah. I will play on Sunday. Yes. I mean, it's, um, I mean, it's definitely been a long season, but it, you know, if you can't get yourself going and get up for, for this kind of game, then like, you don't even have a pulse. But, you know, go back to what I was saying. I think if you're trying to – figure out how to manage your body this late in the year, then it's, it's too late. Like that's Mm -hmm. something that's got to start in camp in week one and week 10. And, you know, leading up to this, it's just like small little things that are going to add up over time. And of course there's going to be wear and tear on your body and the coaches will adjust practice and practice reps um, as needed. But that's something that's been six months going right now, as far as getting your body ready. All right. We're talking to Taylor Decker here. Is there a, um, an understanding amongst the guys on the team, I think you probably have it, but maybe even the newer guys, that what you can do with this win 
would put you in a singular category in Detroit history. San Francisco can't say that. If San Francisco mm-hmm. wins this game, they're just another San Francisco 49ers yeah. team that goes to a Super Bowl. Come, come back when you win four in a row, right. you know, like Joe Montana. So, but, <laughs> but for Detroit, never been to a Super Bowl. So your team has a chance to be the first to make that history. Can you talk about that and, 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 and if, the, if the rest of the guys on the team are, are motivated by that? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the organization's done a really good job of bringing like-minded people that know what all this means to the city and have, and Dan used this word the other day, players that have a kinship with the city. Um, Cause you hear fans talk about it. It's we and us. And it's kind of felt like that. It, it felt like that. Like it's all, we're all in this together. Um, you know, especially having some dark times prior to this year. Um, so it's definitely a special opportunity, but as a player, like that's what you work towards. Like you want to build a legacy of positive change. You want to build a legacy of being a winner. Um, and, and we have that like beautiful opportunity. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's just, it can't be said enough how special it's been um, thus far for um, the city, for the fans, um, for the players, for, uh, everybody in the front office and the coaches, but ultimately there's going to be 31 teams that go home every year that are unhappy. So, you know, we, we got we got big goals in mind, and we're going to go out there and try to get this one. Taylor, it's got to be a thrill knowing that you are playing on America's team. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is the team that everybody is behind. All yeah, of, did all you see the, the ratings for your games? I mean, the ratings I, I for did. the Lions game, and, you know, the Lions against Tampa Bay didn't used to attract, like, more than 12 people <laughs> yeah. outside of Detroit. And two in Tampa and, and 11 <laughs> yeah. back here in Detroit. And now that yeah. was the most watched yes. divisional playoff game in something yeah. like 30 years. Yeah. Well, what do you make yeah. of that? Um, I mean, I think, I think our culture and our message resonates with people, and I think people can see that it's authentic. Because when Dan took over this job, um, he said, here's what we're going to do. And people laughed at him for it. But you fast forward three years later, and that's exactly what you're doing. Um, So I think that just resonates with people. And I think digging yourselves out of a hole, kind of rags to riches, that resonates with people. And not quitting resonates with people, especially in a blue-collar city like we are, like, People work hard here, man, yep. and and they, and they love the the gritty, um, kind of rough around the edges, you know, approach that we take to the game. Um, so I think it it just kind of makes a bridge between uh, fan bases and yeah. even people who aren't fans of us. So they can they can they can just they can see that. Yep. Well, it it really is unique, and it's uh, it's something really special. I, I wonder. You came in, I think, 2016, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. right. With yep. the Lions, so you're you're talking about eight years going on eight years here. Was there ever a time where you said, "I can't buck all this, uh, you know, same old Lions stuff and decades of of, of losing whatever"? I, sh- I should go someplace else with my NFL career. No, um, there was definitely days where it was tough going to work. A hundred percent. When you're going out there and you're a loser because that's what your record says you are. Um, that can be tough because we all take a ton of pride. I mean, we take so much time away from our, our loved ones, our children, 
our spouses, you know, extended family, siblings, any other hobbies we want to do. We took so much time away from that to put it into um, our profession. And when you're just labeled a loser, that, that sucks. I mean, that sucks with any profession, you know, people say you're, you're no good. Um, but I've always felt that quitting is just way too accepted. And that is never the answer because if you're going to quit when things are hard, then you're never going to figure out a way to get things right. Like you just can't take the easy way out. Um, and that's, that's a beautiful thing about our game. Um, you, you stick around and you kind of see things through and it's, it's just made this experience, you know, so much sweeter for me. Um, cause there was a time in my career where, you know, I didn't know if I was going to get a play in another playoff game. You know, I got to play in one my rookie year and it's been seven years since then. And now I've got to play in two going on three. Um, so it just makes you very appreciative of that. Yeah. Well, uh, the offensive line has been a huge part of the success mm-hmm. of the Lions. And um, now it's a new sport is just to come out and see what appendage Frank Ragnow is missing mm. when, he, uh, <laughs> when he steps out there and plays without it. You know, he's got that Monty Python skit where they keep cutting yeah. off an arm and a leg. and yeah. Come back here and fight, you coward! You know, uh, I have to think that that's inspiring. To, although all offensive linemen are tough mm-hmm. and you don't want to single him. It's not like you don't play with injuries either. You know, it's a thankless mm-hmm. position. But he's kind of become symbolic now uh, of that. And I, I guess I know you feel strongly about him, and maybe it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's been through it. You know, I've, I've been on team for eight years. He's on six. And, like, you know, he's he's seen a lot of what I've seen. Um, and the guy has just always wanted to be out there. Um to be able to do anything he possibly can, even if he's at 60, 70, 80%. Um, it's pretty admirable that he has almost, you know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it's almost like a paranoia of not being out there with the guys. Mm. Like that camaraderie is, I, I think is what drives him to want to be out there. Mm. And he's like, if we're going to have success, I want to have success with you. If you're going to suffer, I want to suffer with you. Um, that's just the mindset he takes. And he's, he's a special person and a special teammate. Um, and to be able to have that on top of the physical ability that he does on top of the mental ability that he does, um, it can't be understated his value. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why he's the best center in the league. Now tell me that wasn't duct tape. They had him taped up with when he came out. That <laughs> no, was another I, kind of tape. I, I, I don't hope. know. I don't know what, what kind of creams, tape, braces, whatever. <laughs> he, he was going to do whatever he needed to get all that stuff together. Really? I didn't even know. But this is the it. NFL. They do have something besides duct tape. Well, it looked they? like duct tape. He came out of halftime. He was taped. And he went right back in the game. I don't think he missed a play. <laughs> and he was taped. Yeah. And after the game, they tore it off of him. And I was like happy They tore for it him. off and they used it yeah. for electrical wire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to repurpose it. Yeah, you got to <laughs> repurpose it. Right. Sure, there, was, sure there were, was an electrical short somewhere that they got to use it for. <laughs> When do you guys take off for San Francisco? Saturday? Um, I'm assuming Saturday, but yeah. uh, we haven't got our full schedule for the week. Um, we'll go in tomorrow, like I said, and, um, you know, the coaches will have their their modified schedule for what they think is uh, necessary for us to be ready to go. So I'm assuming Saturday. It's been a while since you've been on the road. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so we were, we were kind of hoping Green Bay would g- keep you here, but – I guess you know if you want to if you want to make the Super Bowl, go out and beat a legendary team. You yep, know, there's yep. a lot of a lot of ghosts in that stadium there that have gone to Super Bowls before. So, everyone is uh, yep. pulling for you, as you don't need me to tell you, Taylor. And uh, I think you've said it very eloquently about why Detroit 
rises and rallies for something like this. And San Francisco's got a lot going for it if you're into fish <laughs> and, uh, and fish and beautiful sushi. views and nice bridges uh, and uh, a lot of homeless trash. people. Bunch of hills. Right. But, um, <laughs> but, but Detroit, has, Detroit has something a little more special going, and I'm hoping it, it carries through for a, a big win out yeah. there. One way or another, we'll You need we'll another T-shirt uh, Saturday or Sunday. You know, a nice T-shirt and hat game, another one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm ready to start a collection. So you know, hopefully we can go out there and get that done. I mean, looking I'll put forward that to in the, it. Uh, the the trophy case if I get one. That's it. Looking forward to it, Taylor. Thanks for spending some time with us. Best of luck. Yep. Thank you, Taylor Decker from the Lions. Here, good guy, and uh, been through it all. And we can almost even forgive him for going to Ohio State. <laughs> he's been here long enough, mm-hmm. and uh, he's more of a Michigander than, than an Ohio mm-hmm. State. Yep. Yeah.